Voice of Fintech. This episode of the Financial Market Series is brought to you by SIX, the Swiss Exchange Group. If you would like to learn more about SIX, please go to www.six-group.com. Hello and welcome to Voice of Fintech. Today we're talking to gentlemen from SIX, NASDAQ and 12H, and we're going to talk about partnerships between the exchanges and the technology providers. What does Microwave have to do with this? And how does that help both uh, NASDAQ um, in Europe and SIX to achieve their objectives? So welcome to Voice of Fintech. Uh, we're going to talk to Gregor, who is head of sales of Switzerland and Europe for equities and ETF. Hendrik, who is the president of NASDAQ Helsinki and, and the head of uh, European Cash Equities at NASDAQ in Europe, and also Renier, who is the member of the board of 12H and, uh, well, and microwave company that uh, provides the infrastructure for both Sixth and NASDAQ. But we'll find out more about this and, uh, and understand it hopefully much better once we, once we talk to the gentlemen. So uh, how are you today? Very good. Thank you very much. Great to be here with you. Yeah, same here. All is good. Great to be here. All right, cool. Gregory, what is your team mandate? All right. Uh, thank you very much. So me and my team, we belong to um, the sales department of Swiss Exchange, and we're first and foremost responsible for you know, promoting products and services to customers and to acquire new business and new clients. Uh, and on, on top of that, we also take responsibility for a lot of, I would say, rather business development related tasks like co-creating new products and services together with the customers. Me personally, I focus mostly on equities and ETF related topics, but I'm also responsible for selling the RF offering that we, you know, going to talk about during this podcast. Right. If you allow me also to quickly introduce Swiss Exchange to your audience, uh, for those of you who don't know uh, what we do and what we offer in detail. We are, as you mentioned in the intro, a cash equity market based in Zurich. We offer, you know, trading in 45 to 50,000 products across equities, funds, uh, bonds, and structured products. And we typically trade between four and seven billion Swiss francs in turnover with a lion's share of trading bin equities. So with that, we are the third largest primary market by average daily turnover in equities in Europe. Great. And uh, I'm going to turn over to Henrik. How does NASDAQ operate in Europe? I mean, obviously, NASDAQ, well-known technology exchange in New York. Uh, what do you do in Europe? Yeah, NASDAQ today, it's very much a global company. And in uh, our footprint in Europe is actually pretty big. So uh, we're active in many areas, maybe best known also in Europe for operating markets. So we, we operate uh, more than 25 markets globally. And about a third of them are actually in, in Europe. And uh, we're the only exchange group that operates regulated equities markets, both in the US and Europe. In Europe, we are mostly active in the Nordic and Baltic area, where we operate seven equity exchanges, one commodities exchange, one clearinghouse, and uh, two central securities depositories. And then the other part, I mean, which I think is relevant for this discussion, is that we're very much a technology company. Actually, with many measures nowadays, you could say we're more of a technology company than a traditional. What we like to say, we power more than 115 of the world's market infrastructures, i.e. exchanges, clearinghouses, CSDs, in more than 50 countries 
basically end-to-end mission-critical tech solutions. Wow, great. So, Rainier, tell us also a little bit about 12H and your role there. Yes, 12H is a uh, telecommunication company that provides RF services, and uh, it's now a part of the uh, the SIX group. It's based in Zurich. And RF stands for radio frequency, which means that um, we send data through the air uh, instead of using fiber optic cables. Uh, that way we can send data faster and uh, just as reliable. Uh, although the, the technology has existed for, for decades, we are now using it as a, as a uh, low latency service. Right now we are offering uh, our services between Zurich to Milan, Zurich to Frankfurt, Zurich to London, Milan to Frankfurt, and Milano to London. And right now, together with Nasdaq, we are laying the last hands on providing a service from London to Stockholm. Right. So RF, I I knew that I should have uh, got a trademark for my initials, but fair enough. So Six and Nasdaq uh, have been technology partners in in Europe since 2005, I believe, right? So what are the key goals of your partnership? And maybe let's explain as well what Hendrik said about Nasdaq being a technology provider as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, obviously I'm referring to Hendrik's introductory statement, um, Swiss market, Swiss exchange, we run on a platform called X3Minet, which is provided by Nasdaq Technologies, right? So we're extremely happy with the platform. It's uh, really very deterministic with respect to latency. It's fast, it's reliable. And so over the years, you know, we have developed really good relations with, you know, both top management as well as working levels on Nasdaq side. I think that provided also a good basis to pursue working together here on this project. So to partner up on RF. And so we're happy to join forces with Nasdaq. And ultimately, obviously, the key goal is to you know, successfully grow the 12H network and to further democratize low latency access in a fair and equal manner. All right. And from Nasdaq's perspective? Yeah, from Nasdaq's point of view, obviously, we are we are extremely proud to have been a, a key technology partner to SIX since 2005. And uh, SIX is really using uh, a pretty wide range of Nasdaq offerings. So it's the matching matching engine, i.e. the basis of, of trading equities nowadays. Uh, then additionally, it's pre-trade risk systems, as well as market surveillance systems that SIX is using, provided by Nasdaq. And then if you look at the SIX group, it's, it, it's actually also then a company called SIX Financial Information is also using Nasdaq's index calculator. And then on top of that, we have SIX XClear, also part of the SIX group uh, that's uh, currently implementing clearing and risk management systems provided by Nasdaq. So we, we really have a, a pretty kind of, uh, I dare say, extensive uh, partnership with, uh, with SIX. Oh, wow, great. And um, obviously, SIX acquired a majority stake in 12H, right, earlier this year. So what, what was your strategic rationale for the transaction, if you can, can share a little bit uh, with the listeners here? Absolutely. So I think uh, I want to look quickly back at how it all started, if I may. So as I mentioned, the sales team of SIX, we really want to understand every aspect of trading in as much detail as possible. So there are dozens of things and dozens of aspects that matter when it comes to trading, uh, amongst others like you know securities characteristics, market participants, market models, etc. We care a lot about our trading ecosystem, and uh, fair and equal access are really cornerstones of not only our exchange but probably all exchanges around the globe. 
And so in 2016, when we started having first initial conversations with what was back then known as 12 Horizons, so Renier's former company, you know, they were the only RF provider that offered routes from and to Zurich. And uh, they ran a commercial model that we liked, and they were keen to also further expand the network, i.e. building the route from London to Zurich. But uh, with all due respect, they were a relatively small firm. And, you know, we were uh, concerned back then that a single market participant would just purchase the Horizons and monopolize low latency access to uh, the Swiss market. And we, wa- we didn't want this to happen and hence decided that we want to have some sort of control over the network and ideally over the company. Because what we ultimately want to do is we want to provide and promote a level playing field and we want to, you know, commoditize and democratize low latency access. So, you know, just before I think Christmas 2017, we, we announced the erection of 12H. That is a joint venture between six and Renier's former company, 12 Horizons. And initially, we were only able to acquire a minority stake in, in the company. However, we already back then had plans to buy more stakes once the time is right and, you know, the opportunity is there. And so I think, uh, you know, 2020 provided the opportunity to make that step and to become the majority shareholder, which uh, I think is great for us. It's great for the customers. And it also underlines the commitment of SIX towards the business and the service. And obviously, the deal has two parties, at least, right? So what's the rationale for Rainier to sell a majority to the six? The rationale was that, that the company was growing and we needed, uh, we needed a partner. And we, we looked around and, and searched for a party that closely matched our vision. And that's uh, trying to create this service for the most uh, the customers. And the, the, the first part of the deal was that six would, uh, would, would get a, a minority share, but the whole back office, so the legal, the sales, the risk were all transferred to, uh, to six. And we took that opportunity of those two years to look whether the, uh, the, the corporation went well and whether, whether our visions were aligned. And the, the, yeah, it turned out to be a, a, a great relationship. Everybody was was extremely happy, so it was just a formalization of the next step to make uh, to make six the uh, the majority owner of uh, of the company. And um, yeah, it's it's it sounds a bit corny, but it's really a success story where a a, a smaller company is taken over by by a large firm and re- can can retain its own identity and move forward with the plans that that they both. Uh, they both subscribe to all right great so you kind of talked about 12h at the beginning how does that work but can you describe as a and as an example and paint the pic paint the picture how does that work right i mean you said yeah. rf provider but sometimes you also described as a largest low latency microwave provider in europe so what does that mean do you build antennas around the, around the continent or or do you leverage what's already out there or or should we look for some hidden microwaves uh, in the forest or, or what? Always look for hidden microwaves in the forest. That's uh, that's a key part of our business. Now, uh, joking aside, what, what we do is 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 we, we analyze a route and, and see whether there's interest in, in improving the latency on that route. And then pretty much we draw a straight line between the two exchanges where the matching engines are, are, are hosted. And we try to find 
towers or, or high buildings or, or structures where we can we can place our, our 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 hardware on so we can build the most ideal route if there are none of these available we we, we can build our own we send the data through the air and that's a big difference with the, with a fiber optic offering fiber optic goes under the ground and mostly follows like highways or railroads or rivers and usually uh, completely bypasses cities so that means that usually a fiber optic route is a lot longer than a straight line between uh, between two locations right. furthermore w- with fiber optics if you if you have the the, the fiber a piece of data or light doesn't travel at a straight line through the cable. It bounces off the walls, which is called refraction. So it means that the data actually goes at around 70-71% of the speed of light. So if you can build in a straight line and send it at the speed of light, which which microwave allows you to do, you can um, uh, be almost twice as fast as the uh, as the fiber solutions. That's mostly uh, what we do. All right, so kind of beat me to it. I wanted to talk about comparison versus optical fiber along certain dimensions. So speed obviously speaks for your technology very clearly. What about capacity yep. or stability and the costs? Every upside has a downside. So the biggest downside is the bandwidth. If you have a, a fiber, you can put as much fiber pairs in there as, as you can. So you can put terabytes upon terabytes uh, on such a fiber and you can resell it. So people don't really have to, uh, have to um, shape their data. With RF, we've got a limited amount of bandwidth. Usually it's around 120, between 100 and 150 ambits per second. So um, what we do is is we we've got for example 120 mbits and we carve it up into pieces of let's say 5 or 10 mbits or 20 mbits whatever the amount of customers want and we uh, lease that to customers. So the biggest downside is actually the uh, the uh, capacity with regards to um, to uh, uh, availability the the fiber is a little bit more has a little bit better availability due to the fact that that our service might have a an outage of tenth of a second or maybe a second if there's really bad weather. But the biggest upside in our service is is whenever we've got a problem, we ca- we usually fix it within an hour or four hours. Whereas if there is a fiber cut, the fiber can be out for weeks or when it's uh, somewhere in a uh, uh, difficult place to reach, it can be. Uh, can be months if you talk about the subsea cable. The final part is uh, the costs. We uh, pride ourselves to the fact that we can offer this service uh, usually at the same price as uh, the quickest fiber. Although you get less bandwidth, the price is, is the same. So if a customer is able to use the limited amount of bandwidth by shaping uh, uh, its data, they can, uh, they can have the fastest, ser- fastest service at the same price as the, as the fastest fiber. Right, great. So we, we talked about the technology, we talked about SIX and NASDAQ, uh, your history, SIX and 12H. But when you put it together into, let's say, a triangle that you are what is the ultimate benefit of your three-way partnership, you know, versus investors, for example, right? Is this access to stocks, uh, or is it, uh, you know, obviously a sales in your case, or or the speed, or all of this? Uh, what what are the key benefits, maybe just two or three, coming out of that kind of partnership? Before we answer this question, maybe I should elaborate a little bit what the um, what the uh, uh, corporation actually entails. 
to to make the uh, the the, the offering uh, clear to uh, to our listeners. Most important thing is that uh, uh, RF Nordic Express, which the joint venture is named, is a joint venture between 12H, who is part of the Six Group, and Nasdaq. And we are planning on providing a um, a service from uh, uh, London to Stockholm. And the setup of the joint venture is pretty much that uh, uh, Nasdaq will take care of uh, the service and the, the sales and do everything on that side. And uh, 12H will provide the uh, actual link to the joint venture. So that's a little bit background information with regards to the uh, to the cooperation. Right. And then if you take a step back and maybe look at it from a bigger picture view, Gregor from Six, what is the ultimate benefit for you in this three-way partnership? Right. I think that ultimately the you know the major benefit is that you have really two exchanges two dominant players who who know their market inside out so there's a lot of market expertise on on the nordic side with nasdaq and there's a lot of expertise with the swiss market on the six side and and together we can really get the best product out for our customers and i think also from a from a pure commercial perspective and from a from a capital perspective it's it's great to join force and also to further upgrade the routes to further invest into the technology and to you know yeah further grow the market ultimately for nasdaq nasdaq really the the, the main main interest in this is uh, well first of the partnership of course makes a lot of sense as we were able to leverage and you know the the knowledge base related to rf technology that's been built up into 12h and, uh, and and 6 and of course then being a driver here ensures something that's very important to us which is fairness i.e we're able to ensure that uh, all investors are basically on the same same uh, speed level when it comes to accessing the markets and uh, and and that's really one of the one of the additional drivers for us to uh, to want to be uh, working with this kind of a offer my next question is uh, fairly uh, broad, even though I'm trying to narrow it to manageable piece, because otherwise we could talk about it for three hours. But since you come from exchanges background, what is your long-term vision of trading equities? And I mean only on one dimension, which is humans versus the versus computers. How much of the technology will replace the humans altogether or not? Uh, what, what is your view on this? So maybe let me start first again, and uh, I want to start by quoting some figures from a SIFMA report from end of last year. Uh, so SIFMA, for those who don't know it, uh, is a Securities Industry and Financial Markets Association uh, based in the United States. And they they published in 2019 a report that says that they estimate that around about 80% of global cash equity trading is electronic these days. Um, they even refer to uh, futures trading being 90% electronic these days. I think um, obviously it's a relatively uh, a broad question, but you know my personal opinion is that this figure will only go up. I think that both the institutional as well as the retail investors will more and more take advantage of algorithms, right? So you know electronification, algorithmification, etc., is here to stay and, and will only grow. And for instance, you as a retail investor or me as a retail investor, we can already also see the um, the rise of robo-advisors or algorithm-driven algorithm -driven financial planning tools, etc., that are being used by by mom-and-pop investors, basically, to, to allocate capital. 
I think for us as a marketplace um, that holds also true, we also you know invest in to new technology. We also invest into interesting uh, execution mechanism in, in order to cater for the need of an efficient trading and an electronic um, execution facility. All right. But, uh, you know, many people are afraid of uh, robots uh, taking over their jobs and taking over the tasks, at least from them. In your context, I think, what are the safeguards against, for example, flash crashes? You know, how does that work? How do you see this happening? Um, if, if you were to address some of the concerns, if you if you think about delegating everything to the machines, how is that going to work on equities market? On the, on the first one, the fear of losing jobs. I mean, I, as I see it, uh, the, the increased use of uh, algos, for example, to trade equities, that's really primarily enabled folks to spend their time in, in more demanding tasks. So I think when you, when you look at the overall employment within finance, I mean, the numbers are still pretty strong. Though, admittedly, when you look at the, the franchise of trading, then yes, it is true that uh, the use of algos has replaced a lot of jobs. But then again, the outcome of that has been actually very good for the investors as the markets today, I dare say, are no matter how you look at it, they're clearly more efficient, more accessible, more fair than they've ever been. If you just look at the spreads, for example, that you can see today in the uh, for example, in the equities markets, and then again, the the kind of the fear of, uh, of of machines kind of doing something something that they're not supposed to do, like flash crash uh, happened uh, back in the day on the U.S. markets. The good news is that uh, there's been a lot done uh, lately, also by the regulators, actually, to 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 make sure that uh, basically not just the uh, exchanges, but also then the uh, banks and brokers. Offering access to trade equities on exchanges uh, nowadays have a lot of safeguards in place to uh, to ensure that, uh, for example, dramatic price movements just cannot happen. Actually, on the Nasdaq markets, we call them uh, the mechanisms volatility guards, which basically they kick in and and discontinue the continuous trading of equities if if certain parameters are reached. So, for example, if an algo if, if an algo starts misbehaving, then that's going to be catched actually quickly, very quickly indeed. It's it's, it's automatic, resulting in in uh, in the share price basically never being able to uh, to to decrease or or increase by more than a certain percentage in a, in a rapid time frame. So I dare say that um, things are pretty well controlled uh, when it comes to the fear of uh, anything like flash crash, uh, as an example. <clears throat> okay, I see. Understood. I mean, uh, so now you have a joint venture up and running, you have a partnership up and running. So what's in store for you for the rest of the year? Are there any major milestones you want to hit and you can share with us? All right. So focusing on, on the Swiss market first, um, we've just recently in June completed the acquisition of a majority stake in BME, the Spanish uh, Stock Exchange Group. And so that will for sure keep us busy. Um, you know, the combined group will, will become the third largest uh, market infrastructure provider in Europe and in a top 10 player globally. And so there are exciting projects lying ahead of us um, and a lot of work will go into that. And uh, besides that, obviously, when we look at our, uh, you know, market offering, we're looking at launching new market model for, for ETF trading, especially for the efficient trading of, of block uh, liquidity. You know, we look at potentially launching you know, also block trading facilities in the equity space. You know, we have 
uh, initiatives on the way in the bond market to automate the bond issuance process uh, called Six Deal Pool. So, you know, there are plenty of interesting projects and, 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 and exciting initiatives lying ahead of us. And so, you know, let's see what, what the future brings, but we are positive. Great. And Rainier and 12H? First is, uh, is uh, finishing the um, London to Stockholm route. We are hoping to be uh, live in a couple of weeks. It's been an, uh, an incredible uh, achievement by the whole team by uh, building this, uh, this link during the uh, COVID-19 uh, period. So that's short term. And long term, we are 100% um, focused on growth. We are looking to expand our, our footprint in, uh, in Europe. And most of all, we are um, really eager to offer these services to, uh, to everyone that wants it. And we are trying to accommodate everyone that, uh, that would like to use uh, these kinds of services. So we are both looking to increase our, our footprint and the uh, amount of uh, customers that we can uh, provide these services to. So uh, it's, it's going to be an ex exciting future for the next, uh, next couple of years. And both uh, Six and Nesbeck have been, uh, have been uh, extremely helpful in, uh, in trying to obtain those, uh, those goals. Great. And Henrik and Nasdaq in the Nordics? Yeah, for Nasdaq in Europe, yeah, there's uh, a lot we continue doing. Uh, Main, main focus, of course, is enhancing the markets further, as well as growth, of course, especially in the, uh, in the, in the area of data, data and technology. That's where we see you know, the most growth going forward. So we continue in those areas. Maybe worth mentioning separately the, the ESG, i.e. sustainability-related efforts. We are, have been very active in that space for, for years now, and, uh, and clearly that seems to continue being a very, very strong trend where we see that the markets have a lot to do to really improve the uh, situation when it comes to topics like global warming and so forth. So uh, we cont continue actively helping uh, the listed companies as well as investors with the ESG-related matters. Right. Great. So my last question is to each of you, where can interested parties reach you and find out more about what you do? And also, what kind of parties would be the most relevant for you to help you on your journey, whether that would be investors or, or clients or, or banks, etc.? I start with Gregor, for example. Well, obviously, a good point of, uh, of contact is always the website. So visit us on 6-group.com. And you can really find out more about, you know, what the group does, you know, what we offer, particularly in the exchange space. And for folks that who are uh, specifically interested in RF and the 12H collaboration, then, you know, 6-group.com slash microwave uh, will lead you to our subsite where you can find all the routes and all the contacts, etc., so um, besides that, obviously, you can find me or the audience can find me on LinkedIn. So if there are any any questions related to, to trading, related to 12-age, microwave, etc., you know, people you know, can feel free to just get in touch with me. Yeah, well, for NASDAQ, I mean, we uh, obviously have a lot of material as well as contact, contact information on our website for the relevant uh, services we provide. And then on the RF space... Uh, Obviously, you know I'm I'm available for any contact. For example, via LinkedIn, and uh, and and then we have dedicated salespeople 
for the connectivity related offerings also available i mean the contacts on our website so so that's a good place to start people can can reach 12 12h via uh, either uh, six or or uh, nasdaq uh, the information has just been given by uh, by henrik and and gregor and i would also like to emphasize that if if there are any parties that are interested in RF services and not using it right now because of cost or, or bandwidth limitations, please contact us because we can help more people get on the service and um, make this service more available to everyone. Okay, that's great. So thank you very much, uh, Rainier, Hendrik and Gregor and good luck to Six, NASDAQ and 12H. Thank you. Thank you very much. This episode of the Financial Markets series was brought to you by SIX, the Swiss Exchange Group. If you'd like to learn more about SIX, please go to six-group.com.